In this episode, I'll talk about the dangers of comparing ourselves to others. For some, comparison can inspire and energize, but for so many students, it only serves to discourage and deflate. So I'll share my thoughts on this dynamic and offer some solutions. So here we go, episode 60, Compromise by Comparison. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. As a teacher, I've realized that teaching people is so much more than just about giving people information. It's about helping people utilize that information and really act on it. And our mindset or the way we think about ourselves in relationship to what we want to learn is such a big factor in our success. That's why I spend so much time on mindset for those of you who have been listening to this podcast. Now, one important way that people learn is through um, visual input. You know, I hear that all the time. I'm a visual learner, right? So I think many of us in the horse world who are, it's very tactile and it's very visual. We want to see an example that we can then try to emulate. So when we see something, you know, that we want to achieve, it gives us ideas and we can be inspired by other people. It can light a fire under us when we surround ourselves with people who are more advanced than we are. So competition even can be healthy. Even if we end up placing in the bottom half, it can be healthy if it drives us to do better, if it motivates us to dig deeper, work harder, ask more questions. But for other people, the sight of somebody else doing something better than how they do it can be crushing. It can be deflating. And many times people compare themselves to others in really not healthy ways. And so this is when it leads to discouragement and you feel unmotivated. You'll feel like I'll never be able to be that good. <laughs> so when you're, if you're one of those people and you know, I've experienced this too, it can cause, it can cause us to lower our expectations for ourselves and it can cause us to hide more. So I, I, the English teachers out there are probably like, she was talking about you, then them, then me, then us. <laughs> so I'm finding myself changing who I'm talking to because, you know, I'm thinking about my students, but then as I'm speaking, I can, I can relate to this myself. So sometimes I'll say we, because I get it. <laughs> I've been there. And maybe you're experiencing with this horses and maybe you're experiencing it in another area of your life. So it's all connected. It's all connected. So this is why I've called this episode compromise by comparison, because sometimes when we start comparing, 
we end up compromising. So the definition of comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. So when you compare yourself to other people that you admire, are you able to see the similarities or do you focus on the differences? So when you see somebody doing something amazing with a horse, are you thinking, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Or are you focusing on the differences? Oh, I'll never be that good. I'll never have that kind of horse or I'll never have that kind of facility or whatever it is. Are you only seeing the differences? So if you're focusing on the differences, are you noticing the things that the other person can do compared to what you can't? And does the information of that difference between you and them, is it energizing you or depressing you? So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, there's no right or wrong. Comparing can drive you and motivate you. Comparing yourself can deflate and unmotivate you. So that's, you know, I'm not going to say don't compare, but I want you to notice. How do you feel doing things the way you're doing them? So see if you can notice when you see something, somebody doing something that you want to do and they're doing it better than you. How do you feel in that moment? Are you feeling energized? Like, haha, just give me a second. I'll catch up. Or are you feeling deflated and de-energized? And that's what you want to pay attention to, because I'm going to assume that if we all have goals and things we want to achieve, that we want to achieve them. We want to have the feeling that we could achieve them. You know, that's that idea of growth mindset. We want to feel like we can do it if we just try. And here's proof, because here's somebody else who did it. But because we might be having a thought pattern where we move ourselves more into a fixed mindset. We see somebody else do it and we go, well, they can do it and I'm not. So there must be something wrong with me and I'll never get it done. So these are all choices. And that's why I love mindset so much because it's so important and it's changeable. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's changeable. It's not always easy to change it, but I love knowing that it is a choice. It's a choice how I look at something. It's a choice how I think about something. Now, if we look at the definition of the word compromise, compromise is, well, one of the definitions is to accept standards that are lower than acceptable. So compromise in general can be good. It's, it can be noble, realistic, even recommended, especially with horses, right? So we often have to adjust our expectation based on what we see that the horse is actually able to do in a moment. We have a plan, we go out, we try it, the horse shows us something, and then we, we have to compromise. <laughs> we have to lower and adjust our expectation and that's fair. That's smart. That's good. However, this pattern can be less helpful if it becomes a chronic way of being with yourself, where you constantly sell yourself short, you doubt, you give up. You see somebody else and you see that as evidence 
that you can't do it. Now, another way that this, this idea might show up is that you become hyper-competitive. And this is when you know, people compare and then they become hyper-competitive, but you're not, they're not necessarily competing um, for excellence but they're competing so that they can become better than someone else. They need, they need proof. They need, they need to win in order to boost themselves. And one of the ways you can see if you're in that kind of a dynamic is that when you're competing, you're kind of hoping that the other people have a mishap. <laughs> you're kind of hoping that the other people screw up. Because it's not about you becoming more excellent. It's just about you being better, you winning so that you can feel good about yourself because bottom line is you're not feeling good about yourself. Does that make sense? So it can show up two ways. When you're compromising chronically and you're always feeling like I can't, I can't, sometimes people give up and sometimes people um, want to put other people down lower than themselves. So watch out for that because I think it is possible to be in a state where you're competing and you're using competition to drive you where, where everybody is looking for excellence. You're using competition to drive yourself to excellence and everybody can be excellent. <laughs> you know, it's nice to win, but you can still feel like uh, you're striving for excellent excellence. You hope you're more excellent than everybody else, but when other people are even more excellent than you, when you're in second place or third place or even last place, it still strives you to up your own game. It drives you and you're happy and you're energized. You're not thinking deflated and then, oh, I'm really hoping that those other people screw up <laughs> in the next class. So I think we can do this. We can all achieve excellence together and we can use that comparison not to compromise ourselves but to drive ourselves. So hoping somebody else messes up is definitely a lower standard than many would find acceptable. So that's why it's a compromise. And here's the thing, I'm not judging. I have felt those feelings before. I've thought those thoughts. I've just noticed, try to catch myself, try to figure out why I'm a nice person. Why am I hoping that that person's horse, you know, freaks out? And, and so you catch that because it's very human thing to do. Humans are naturally, I think, competitive. So if you find yourself thinking a thought like that, where you're comparing and you're hoping other people mess up, just smile and say, wow, what a human thing to think. Jeez, brain, that wasn't very helpful. And now you can change how you think. And so to remember that, you know, there's you and there's your brain. <laughs> and sometimes your brain is giving you messages that you don't need to listen to. And so when I think a thought like that, that feels like, wow, that's, I'm really compromising. That's, that doesn't sound in alignment with who I really am. Then I know it's not who I am. It's my brain giving me a little human thought that I can choose to ignore. Now, another thing that can often happen when we compare ourselves to others is we compare our workshop 
our back of the shop, to other people's storefronts, to use that analogy or metaphor or whatever that's called when you compare things like that. So we often see other people's final products. We see their performance. We see their display. We see their edited videos. And we often don't see their thousand attempts before it starts to work. We don't see their process. What we are acutely aware of, however, is our own thousands of attempts, our failed attempts, our process, our messy stuff, our workshop. So make sure that when, you know, when you compare, you're really comparing apples to apples. Don't compare your workshop in the back to somebody else's highly decorated storefront. So we don't want to use comparison to form a compromised opinion of ourselves and our capabilities. Everybody was learning something as a beginner at some point. So we're not all starting at the same time. We're not all starting from the same place. No two people are the same. No two horses are the same. And for sure, no two person-horse combinations are the same. Now Mark Twain has a great quote. He says, comparison is the death of joy. <laughs> No, really, Mr. Twain, what do you really think? Yeah, comparison is the death of joy. So even though it is possible to use comparison to drive you and inspire you and energize you and feel good about it, there's a little red flag. It probably isn't the best strategy. It's a little danger zone there. Now, I love this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And so when you think about who's that person who's making you feel inferior, is it just the person who's riding over there having a great ride and you're using that person to feel bad about yourself? <laughs> you know, or did that person come over to you and go, ha ha, look how great I am. You'll never do this. I mean, maybe there's someone who might say that to someone, but what would your reaction be? You'd be like, that was mean. I don't, I don't want to be like you anymore. I mean, you would probably automatically just see that that's not truth. But sometimes that's what we imagine that they're thinking or we're thinking that we see the we see them doing something good, and, and the thought that we think is, wow, they're amazing. I'll never be able to do that. And somehow we accept it when it comes from inside of ourselves. And so that's why I think it's so important to separate the you from your brain, that bunch of nerves and tissue up there in your head. That's not you. That's just a little computer box that we use to remember stuff. <laughs> and sometimes it spits out words and phrases that it thinks it needs to say. And the same way if somebody else walks by and goes, you'll never do that. We'd go, who are you to say that? Sure, I will. Watch me. 
We have to remember to to stick up for ourselves when it's even our own brains saying those things. And, you know, I think comparisons can happen really only in our minds. And I have some evidence of this. So in my Finding the Sweet Spot of Healthy Biomechanics course, so it's this is one of our highly supported courses. So for the first six months that people are in the course, we have weekly live calls. So Q&A calls. So myself and my Dressage Naturally instructors, we're talking with the students a lot. And it's fascinating because we get to see what questions they have and what's going on and what's working and what's not working. And ever since the first time through the course, which was, gosh, it was um, 2013, the first time I ran people through this course, and we would get about three months in and students started to say things like, wow, I'm getting a little discouraged because I'm so far behind everybody else. And I'm thinking, you can't see each other. This is a virtual course. So everybody's at home on their computers and maybe sometimes they send in little video clips or something, but they, they don't know each other. They don't know each other's past experience unless it was shared on the, on the Q and a calls. But for the most part, they don't really know each other and they haven't really seen each other. <laughs> but they start to get this feeling. Their brain starts going, hey, you, you're falling behind. Everybody else is doing so much more than you are. <laughs> and it's, I felt bad because I'm like, how are they, where are they getting this from? It's not real. It's not truth. So. I, you know, after this happened once, I thought that was interesting. It happened the next semester we ran three people through and I went, okay, what is going on? It's just human nature, I think. And it's because the people really want it and they're probably picturing in their mind an imaginary other student from somewhere else in the world that's doing so much better than they are. And so now, now I, I know it's coming. And so we start to talk to people about this and I'll say, you know, Hey, right about now, you might start thinking that you're falling behind and you're not, you're actually exactly where you need to be. And if you think you're falling behind really, or you think something is keeping you stuck, well, then that's what the coaching is for. That's what the Q and a calls are for. That's what the live private coaching is for and the video coaching. And so, but what happens is that some people especially before we would start to point this out and bring it up and say, Hey, you might be experiencing this and guess what? It's not true. Do you see how it can't be true because you can't see each other that there would be some people who would kind of get in this spiral of comparing themselves to others. And then that comparison would start to cause them to compromise their expectations, which is deflating and unmotivating which would make them not engage as much, which would make them actually start to be um, not doing as much as they would want to do. And now we offer the private video coaching. And what we found is those same people then would not reach out for the private coaching. I mean, it's free. It's included. There's no extra cost to it. It's, it's there. We're, we're there ready to help. But then they would at the same time not reach out for that help which would be the one thing that could get them unstuck. 
and confirm their progress or at least get help on what they needed. And so this is what happens when you start to compare in your mind or out in the real world and you get in the cycle of compromising and you're compromising yourself just through this comparison and it just spirals and it spirals because you they're not reaching out for help because they don't feel good enough to get help. And that's often what they would say. It's like, I don't feel ready enough to get help, <laughs> which, you know, when you think about it, it doesn't make sense. So we, now we know, and we do a lot of reassuring of like, Hey, show us your messiest stuff. That's what we want to see. This is not a competition. We're not judging. And so, so much of, of helping people through the courses to get them through those natural little mental challenges mental, emotional challenges and those thought patterns. And that's what's so cool about um, doing a course like this and spending time with people where we have touch points. We have the ability to connect over a long period of time because we can start to see people's thought processes. And we start to see, you know, why people are not making progress at home when, when working on their own. Because when they get into the cycle on their own, there's nobody to reach in there and go, hey, <laughs> Do you see what you can do here? So it becomes so self-defeating. So this is not only, this is why I do so much, uh, so many podcasts and things about mindset, because we want to help people break through this, whether you're in my course or whether you're just out there in somebody else's course or working at home, you want to know about these things that are going to be coming up. And if you know that they're coming, then you can identify, go, oh, there's that thing. That was podcast number 60. I remember when Karen said that. I couldn't relate to it at the time, but oh, now I see it happening. So it's mental and emotional, physical challenge, and we've got to navigate and help problem solve. So that's why these courses and so much of what I do in Dressage Naturally is not only about helping your horse improve how they move and getting better partnerships with them, but it's how to think, how to navigate the challenges of the learning process, how to problem solve on your own and get through this mentally, emotionally, and physically. Now, there's a great quote by a guy named Bob Goff, and he says, we won't be distracted by comparison if we're captivated with purpose. I love that. We won't be distracted by comparison if we're captivated with purpose. So we want to stay focused on the task at hand. That's the solution. As horsemen and horsewomen, it's easier for us than maybe people in other sports and other endeavors. Why? Because we've got a horse. <laughs> it's easy to get out of our own heads. We can look at this beautiful horse that's in front of us. That's our purpose. That's our task at hand. That's the moment that's in front of us. Some of you may have heard of the uh, thing called imposter syndrome. It's where you have this, um, this unrelenting feeling that you're about to be found out to be a fraud. <laughs> so professionals often get this. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, someone's going to find out that I really don't know what I'm doing. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible feeling. <laughs> I felt it many times. And one of the ways to break free of imposter syndrome is, is to think less about yourself 
and think more about the results of what you're doing. So as a professional, it's stop thinking about yourself. Oh, poor me. Oh, I'm not good enough. That's thinking about yourself and start thinking about serving your students. So that's something I teach a lot with the professionals that I mentor. And so you can use that same idea here. Don't be distracted by comparison. You won't be distracted by comparison if you're captivated with your purpose. Keep thinking about your horse. How can you help your horse? So if you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, well, how can you help your horse be better? How can you be better for your horse? And so that's really the only thing as horsemen that we need to think about. How can we help our horse? What do we need to know? What do we need help with? What's already working that we can do even more of? And often I tempt my students and the people I mentor when they feel like they're getting stuck or they're not making as much progress as they could. I say, stop right here, right now. What are three resources that are in front of you right now? Maybe even within arm's reach, like literally, like you could pick up your phone. Who could you call? You could click something on a website or Google something or jump on a live call, click, get on that meeting. What are three resources that are right in front of you that can help you right now? Is there a book you could pick up? Is there a video you could watch? And that sometimes is, is what can turn on the energizing again, because you can feel like there's an action I can take. I can do something. So whenever you're feeling less than whatever it is that your brain is comparing you to, that's a great strategy. What are three resources in front of me that can help? And right now I'm in front of you, or maybe I'm between your ears <laughs> as you're listening to this. And so there's a lot of resources that I have for you. This podcast is one, my blog, my book, video classroom, the step-by-step -step courses. There's so many resources. And so if you want, if you're feeling stuck or curious, go to the website, click on my programs tab. There's all kinds of different programs. Or you can go to the contact us page and you can book a private consult. We can actually talk to you. You'll talk to someone on my team. We'll like listen to what's going on with you and your horse. And we'll point you to whatever resource we think is the best fit for you. So we'll give you something to go do. For me, action is the best way out of my swirl in my brain. So I hope you, I hope this helps. Just know you're amazing. You got this. You are uniquely amazing. You don't even need to compare yourself to anybody else. And if you do look at it as a like, wow, they're just like me. They got, they got a seat and, and a body and a brain and a horse. If they can do it, I can do it too. So you got this. And if you need help, we're here. <laughs> All right. Let me know what you think. Go to Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group. I'd love to hear your, your feedback and your comments on this. All right, bye. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net 
that's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book, you can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email, or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.